What would we do if we all thought the same? What would happen if we all experienced life the same way? Three Sons on Everything is a podcast that explores the different topics and ideas. It's a friendly, safe, and fun environment hosted by three friends, Ipsia, Laura, and Michelle. Together, we're here to put our three cents on everything. Hello, welcome back to Three Cents on Everything podcast with your hosts, Laura, Michelle, and Ipsia. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing the topic of sexuality and orientation. Michelle is taking the lead on this one, so we're definitely excited. Um, I have to be honest, I am not very familiar with the terms or theories or, you know, I've never really, really got into anyone, any uh, debate with anyone about like gender and sex. You know, so I've never heard of that. So I'm very, very excited for today's episode. And, you know, who better than teachers than Michelle? <laughs> yes, the guru the in sexuality. G- <laughs> the sexuality guru. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so I thought we'd start it off with a little quiz on some terms. Ooh, okay. Um, some a little more obscure. Uh, some I hope you guys know. How embarrassing to be done, Especially as Canadians. Why? Um, okay. Do we get a prize? Not being embarrassed on the internet. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that would be the best prize. Because I think this is going to go either way. I'm excited. Give us our first okay, term. Hit us. Hit us. Okay. So first this is like an icebreaker on sexuality? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just remind you that there's always more to learn. And you don't know nothing. Oh, um, you sound like a professor. Such a wise person. I feel like this is a lecture, a seminar. You guys, Michelle really did prepare for this, so I'm very proud of her. Okay, let's do it. Okay, first one. Two spirited. I know what this means. Mm-hmm. Wait, are we are we defining like? Yeah, what is the okay, definition y- of two spirited? Yeah. It's an indigenous person who only they can I ever identify as two spirited. That's only an indigenous term, and they're kind of like they identify as both a woman and a man if i'm not too sure or maybe like a third gender yeah you're pretty close it's that they would say that they possess both masculine and feminine spirits Mm. a little fun fact about that is that it was a term originated in the 1980s actually wow it's really recent recent. it's very recent right Hmm. and it was to replace a very derogatory term that european anthropologists would give anyone who didn't appear straight at, uh, any indigenous person that didn't appear straight oh mm. yeah. so this only applies to indigenous people yeah it is it is a term created by the indigenous community and then reclaimed by the indigenous community yeah if a yeah. white person was using this or any other race it's inappropriate no. yeah you can't use it okay interesting well well I had no definition for it, so thank you so much, Yvesia, for telling us what it is. When you said a spirit, the only thing that came to my yeah. mind was a movie for, like, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Literally. So, thank you. Okay. Here's a, a not-so-common one. Monosexual. A monosexual. Should we, should we even try to <laughs> identify what this means? Um, does it mean that... Mm. Does it mean that the part person only has one partner? That's monogamous, no. right? That is monogamy, yes. I was thinking of that too. 
monosexual. So that means that you have. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Okay. You don't have sex, but with one person. <laughs> That's monogamy, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> that's called marriage yeah. <laughs> mono it, means one that's okay, all so i know if said um okay so heterosexual is mono, monosexual it's you like to have sex in hint. one way only yeah mm-hmm. give us a hint give okay. us a hint um i think technically you and laura would be monosexual but i would not be <gasps> who's you mo- who is monosexual both you of us you're only interested in in oh, one sex in one gender mm-hmm. oh, one sex sorry in one gender sorry are we oh, sexual are we yeah. stupid it's the opposite of bisexual <laughs> oh <laughs> the show <laughs> she got us she got us <laughs> wow okay this is a bit of a slang term in the community bear oh i know what this means i have no idea what we're talking about today <laughs> I'm so lost. I think I'm doing pretty good. I, yeah, you're doing amazing. <laughs> Compared to Laura, um, is it when? Is it okay? I don't know if this is a proper thing to say, but is it like a burly man? Yes, usually. Yeah, it's a burly, hairy man, gay man. Yes. Wait, bear means gay man? Yeah, it's a term gay men use for like burly, hairy gay men. Oh shoot! Yeah. Okay, like clearly, a bear, right? Clearly, I'm very straight. <laughs> I really like gay romance books and TV shows, so it's a fun fact about me. Couldn't waterboard that information out of me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one I I think if I won't get this one either. What is the Kinsey scale? Why? Kinsey scale? Yeah, K I N S E Y. Do you even know what this is? Of course. Is it a scale on sexuality? Like, you whether you're attracted more to like men or women, where you're in the spectrum? You're or right sex? along the lines that it is a spectrum of sexuality, but it's yeah. not between uh, man and woman. Yeah, no, I didn't mean. I didn't mean that. I meant like whoever who you're attracted to. Like everyone will be involved. Like non-binary, binary people. Mm. It's not that comprehensive. Is it like everyone's kind of bi? Correct. <laughs> Damn! Oh, five oh. out of five. It is, it is a scale going from um, zero, which is completely heterosexual, to six, which is completely homosexual. I learned this and in then my... And it has different... And then there's an X for people who are ace. I learned this who, in my psych wait, class. Who, who are what? Asexual. Sorry. Oh. Ace. Wow. Okay. Damn. Okay, last one. Hit me. She's so confident at this point. <laughs> Sapphic. Oh, I know what this means. Of course you do. Because I'm a classics major. She's a poet, and she's very famous for writing lesbian. Like, that's where the name Sapphic comes from, for writing lesbian poetry in, the in like, the class is she, is antiquity. She a, is she a person? Yeah, she's a person. Her name is Sappho. She's a writer. Yeah. Oh. Is that but Sapphic usually refers to like lesbianism, lesbian stuff. I don't know. Isn't that right? I mean, you're on the long lines. It usually describes a female identifying person who's attracted to another female identifying person. Um, yeah. I'm proud of you, Sia. Thank you. Bye. So really? now that I'm smart. I need my, what's it called, Michelle? The hat that I wanted to bring on? <laughs> Dunce cap? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You'll be hot one. I'll be wearing it. <laughs> this is a learning experience. Proudly. Okay. I only know these things because of school. That's what, like your master's degree or? My undergrad. Really? I didn't yeah. learn any of this. Well, I was taking bio and chemistry and physics. So. You didn't take psych? I'm a psych major, ma'am. They they taught me the Kinsey scale. I was kind of, my major was focused on like abnormal psychology. I didn't take any gender studies or anything like that. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Anyways. Okay, so that was the end of the quiz? Yeah. So who won? You decide. <laughs> <laughs> I think we mean. all won collectively, as we learned. Hey, I would like to win, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Let's give her the credit she deserves. Okay. She nailed all of them. This is what happens when you take a, a psychology degree and read a lot of fan fiction. <laughs> and a classics major. <laughs> okay. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about sexuality and orientations. And I'm going to be quite honest, I was a little all over the place as I was prepping this podcast because um, I don't know what you guys don't do and don't know, you know? And what you are comfortable with talking about and not comfortable with talking about. I think we've established I don't know anything. <laughs> it's okay. So I hope you learned something and I hope you feel like you can contribute. Um, so I just want to start by saying I think it's important that I say that I am uh, a black bisexual woman myself. Um, do you guys want to identify yourselves? or? Sure. I am a straight woman. She's monosexual. Yes. We can use that term now. <laughs> I am a brown asexual woman. Oh, I'm Latina. Forgot to say that. Okay. <laughs> I think I do think that um, your uh, ethnicity does play a big part in how you relate to your sexuality. Agreed. So the first thing I want to talk about is um, the split attraction model. Are you guys aware of what the split attraction model is? No. Nope. Okay. So the split attraction model is basically this idea that you have romantic attraction and sexual attraction. So me saying I am bisexual is kind of a shorthand for me saying I am biromantic bisexual. I am attracted to multiple genders romantically and attracted to multiple genders um, sexually, basically. Oh. Um. This was kind of a thing that came out of the asexual community to kind of split <laughs> to kind of split those kind of ways they relate to people. And you can see why it would be important, because if you're not uh, interested in having sex, but you still want a relationship, you'd want to define it, define things a different way. Sorry, I have a question. No, go ahead. That's what makes somebody asexual when you don't want that sexual attraction yet a romantic partnership? That's definitely one way of okay. looking at it. Okay. But yeah, asexual just means you're not sexually attracted to someone. Okay. Yeah. Unless you would like to contextualize it somewhere differently. Sorry, yeah. my jaw is hurting and I'm trying to... Un I think it's kind of dislocated, so I'm trying to locate it back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I agree. Asexuality is definitely, for me especially, mm -hmm. like I don't experience sexual attraction towards mm -hmm. people and romantically i might also be aromantic but i haven't really mm -hmm. gone into that realm of my sexuality yet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i would be up for a relationship but 
I don't want to do the sexual bits. What's an aromantic? Someone who is basically not interested in having romantic relationships with other people. Can you be an aromantic and asexual? Yes. So that means you don't want to do anything with anybody. Basically, you just want friends. Yeah, that's it. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I want to know what the percentage of the population in Canada identifies like that. Aromantic, asexual? Yeah. Probably quite low. I know. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> like, overall, only about 1% of the population even identifies as anything other than straight. So, mm. even this, a small, minute level of that. Mm. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, my, like, question for you guys to get you thinking about it. Do you relate to your sexuality separately from your romantic attraction? Not for me. No? No. I do. I Mm. do. Yes, I do. You want us to elaborate? Well, do you you find, do you think that separating those things is um, useful? Uh, well, for me, because I'm a heterosexual person, mm-hmm. and probably like the most basic and old school fashion. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you know, a person. Um, for me, if I am a romantic, if I want to have sexual relationships with somebody, mm-hmm. I would do it only if I am romantically attracted to them. But that's don't think it's because of my gender; it's because of my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never f- again I just want to say that I've been with my boyfriend for 10 years so I haven't really experienced you know wanting to have sex with somebody just by looking at them or anything like that yeah. um, but for me rem- feelings are very important I wouldn't just have sex with somebody unless I don't have a good um, um, f- sentimental attraction like I'm not saying we have to be in love, but I cannot just the stranger at the bar like so weird to me. I could never be attracted to that. So you don't think you could do casual hookups or anything? Oh, like that? I don't think I could do that. No, no, absolutely no. I mean, as a, if I want to do a casual thing, we have to be friends. <laughs> so it wouldn't be <laughs> casual, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I would see personally for me, it's not they go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So you would need some sort of non-sexual attraction there, to have sex with someone more casually like if your friends would be like you'd have to have that platonic connection i yeah i would say so i think i have to already have a relationship built to get there to that level but again i've never done it so i wouldn't be able to say yes or no um but knowing me and what i like i would definitely have to have some of like established relationship before Mm -hmm. getting to know that person in a more sexual way fair 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 Um, I definitely agree to what you said, Nichelle, which is I like to separate my sexuality from what's the other one? Your Roma- romantic attraction? Yes, my romantic attraction. I was going to say my gender. I was like, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to separate them because I definitely am not a very sexually driven person, nor do I really fantasize about sexual stuff on a day-to-day basis like I just don't think I have that sex drive that Mm -hmm. most women or men do Mm -hmm. and it's easier for me to kind of compartmentalize them like I'm I might be romantic uh, I might romanticize someone but I'm that doesn't mean that I'm sexually attracted to them Mm 
Can I ask you a question? Of course. Um, it's yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, oh my bad. <laughs> is that you can romanticize somebody? Yes. What does that mean? Like having like a like a like a f- like feelings? Yeah, like mm. I can think about them like okay. romantically, like oh, like let's like it's cute what they yeah, do. Yeah, like, okay. like we can kiss, but beyond that, okay, I okay. would be very uncomfortable. Okay, so kissing for you is not a part. It's not a sexual part. No. Okay, got it. Penetration is. <laughs> I love how um, straightforward it is. Yeah. There's no in between. It's just kissing or penetration. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> no gray area. It's just black and white, yes or no. Yeah. Forget about what's in the middle. Okay, I'm not. I know what those things are, but <laughs> it also follows sex, sex part. But yeah, sorry, Michelle, go ahead. Oh, no, it's it's um funny it's hilarious quite actually you are so funny (laughs) whatever guys so yeah i just wanted to i think that's a really interesting thing um as far as sexuality because i feel like we've reached a point generally obviously there's going to be like homophobic people and stuff like that but we've reached a point generally where most people are like yeah whatever you're gay you know or you're straight or whatever Mm -hmm. this the split attraction model is something that's been a little more recent in the evolution of sexuality and i thought it's just interesting to think about yeah that definitely i've never heard of this before mm-hmm. but it does make sense it does make sense for people who don't feel sexually attracted to other people mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they're not i mean i guess their sexuality is expressed in a different way i mean i, I wouldn't be the person to talk about it because i'm not asexual but like when you explain this model to me it kind of makes sense to why they feel that way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. okay so i've got a few questions just just to get us thinking about our own sexualities and how they're constructed within wider society. How do you think culture affects how people choose to identify? Hmm. A lot. I agree. Yeah. Definitely, I feel, is a large part of how you come to form your sexuality, too. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to elaborate, L- Laura? Sure, I can elaborate right now. So in terms of where I'm from, um, in Peru, for example, like I said previously, our society is very much sexual and they do sexualize children and everybody um, at a very young, early, um, early age. But again, the sexuality that they promote is the most common one, which is heterosexuality, right? Mm. So it does, ca- they kind of put something in your head saying, oh, if you ever are um, sexually attracted to somebody, then you should have sex with a man. Or in my case, because I'm, I'm a woman. And if you're, if you're a man, it has to be a female. And they kind of promote it. Like they say, that's normal. It's okay. You need to try it out at a very young it's no it's okay to have sex very young it's fine as long as you protect yourselves so i've never really seen the opposite of that i've never seen people like prevention and you know those uh, uh parenthood planning planning parenthood Plan- planning what is it called planned, planned parenthood yeah. planned parenthood where they teach children you know having getting pregnant um at a very young young age is bad and all of that obviously you know it and i think i was taught that by my parents and things seeing things around but not about the culture actually in fact if you're pregnant 19 that's pretty common Mm -hmm. 
yeah and not again i'm not saying that being pregnant at 19 is bad but obviously we know that it's difficult you're a very young age you're a child yourself you don't have the financial stability and it's difficult to take care of a child when you are a child yourself so um it's very common for latin america i won't say latin america i won't say peru right now because i'm from there mm-hmm. it's very common to sexualize people at a very young age like i said if you're married at 19 and you have a child that's totally normal that's okay it makes sense because if you go past the age of 30 and you don't have a partner then what's wrong with you you're mm-hmm. definitely yeah there's something there must be something wrong with you maybe you're too picky men don't like you like you are your value depends on your partnership sometimes so it's mm. it's toxic as you can under as, as you can hear it but um that's how basically peruvians see life <laughs> so as a canadian someone's raised catholic that feels i mean obviously with oh wait you no 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 go ahead okay I'm sorry, you can, no, okay um yeah as a canadian raised catholic we get the very much the abstinence the mm-hmm. don't even think about sex purity culture kind of thing did it does it almost besides the bit of being sexualized at a young age does it almost feel more sexually liberated in Peru in that way yeah but I don't think that's good Mm -hmm. you know I went to a Catholic school too forgot to say that and we didn't get sex education the only thing that we got like you know how they talk about abstinence of course they did they did tell you that but not because of reasons like common reasons like oh if you get pregnant at a very young age it's gonna be you know it could be dangerous for you it's gonna be dangerous for the baby and all of the consequences of what it's like to have a baby but um they definitely will come in and be like if you have sex you will die and go to hell <laughs> you know so that was kind of like our abstinence and we're like okay got it duly noted no need to know anything more about that um but at the same time, I get Peru, it's very diffi- different than can- Canada. For example, when you watch TV in Canada, things are not sexualized. And if you disagree with that, it's totally fine. But I'm just trying to make a point that in Peru, it's 100 times worse. Mm. So if you think there's something sexual on TV, in CP24, whatever. And I'm saying CP24, why? Because in the news in Peru, you need to be sexual. You need to be hot otherwise people won't watch the news it's that yeah it's very sexualized and everything that you see is women with like voluptuous bodies and how pretty they feel when men look at them and it's very sexual so they instill that in children at a very young age so by the time you're 13 you already know what sex is and some people might be doing it i'm just not gonna disclose who but you know (laughs) when i was in high school i could definitely hear rumors and things like that and in my mind i was just a baby i was playing i mean not a baby but I was playing with the Powerpuff Girls, you know, like the toys when I was like 12 or 13. And yes, I would go out to parties and I liked a little boy and I gave him like a little bird kiss. But that was it. Like in my mind, I couldn't get there. Right. But I guess I think that depends on the parents, not the culture. The culture is definitely more toxic. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sia? How do you feel like generally culture shapes sexuality? And personally for you called uh, how did it affect your relation to coming to terms with being asexual yeah i did not grow up catholic thank god yeah i grew up muslim (laughs) also a very orthodox religion um very strict in what's what's said in the quran and everything and how you uh follow it um i yeah for me sexuality 
sex per- wasn't really discussed in my household that often. It was through school. I went to a public school, so we obviously talked about sex and condoms and whatnot. No one talked about abstinence was an ab- option, but I remember my gym teacher being like, that's not a real option. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I remember asking my parents if sex existed, and they were like, yes, but you don't need to know about this. <laughs> Uh, so definitely like sex was pushed aside for a big chunk of my life and growing up in like a Muslim brown household you're not expected to date until you are in your 20s or mid 20s because you're uneducated you don't know boys don't boys aren't part of your career trajectory they have no they have nothing to add to your life literally nothing that's that's what um like well based Islam (laughs) (laughs) that's what a brown household usually because the idea is that like after you fall in love with a boy at a young age there'll be a bad influence on you and they'll kind of steer you away from the path of better education and just being a career woman so as an asexual i was like this is perfect (laughs) i don't want a man (laughs) um no i'm kidding i after I hit my mid-20s, I thought it was very strange that I didn't want to date or see anybody, um, especially because, again, there's this, like, duality, because on the other hand, even though they're like, you can't date anyone, once you hit mid-20s, it's like, why aren't you dating? What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Where's your, wh- where's, like, is no, are no boys interested in you? What's wrong with you? Um, do we need to, like, arrange something for you? Oh, so that was a culture shock no i'm kidding that i knew that was gonna happen uh so that was annoying uh so it definitely repressed my sexuality but on the other hand it was easy to also be very asexual because of my culture because it promoted that idea that you don't need to date around you can always kind of just stay home you don't need to really go out on dates and mingle with others with the opposite sex obviously lesbian bisexual any other sexuality didn't exist in the hemisphere that is islam yeah (laughs) so but on the other hand i felt repressed because you know now that i'm getting older my parents were like you gotta get married (laughs) where's the boys so yeah that's that's my culture sexuality bit no that's that's interesting that it kind of worked out and then now you're seeing that it's not working out the way you'd hoped no i always get like every week like oh we can't wait for you to get married are you serious yeah wow like, and it's funny that they say that because you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend no i have a boyfriend i never tell anyone but like please don't ever get married <laughs> don't leave my house oh <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the only child so i mean that makes sense yeah my dad i mean my mom is like of course we know that you have to leave and get married and have your family my dad is like she doesn't have to why <laughs> That's funny. cutie so, sorry, I hate doing that <laughs> that noise into the mic. Um, in as we're all, you know, we're all Canadian here, lived in Canadian, lived in Canada land for a while. Um, Canada, <laughs> Turtle Island. Anyway, land back. Um, I'm sorry. Are you speaking English right now? <laughs> I didn't understand a word you just said. <laughs> Okay, so it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused. I'm like, I'm like stuttering through it, trying to cover myself. Okay. Um, so we're all Canadian here. 
I mean, I don't know, are we? Because <laughs> now we're struggling with this. That's what I heard. I was like, what? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, since we're all Canadian here, do you think Canada as a country as a whole is very open culturally to different sexualities? Canada? Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, it's so hard for me to judge Canada having experience Peru. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to put Peru as a comparison and just because things are worse there, it's easy to dismiss the Canadian LGBT community desires. You know? Wait, did I say that right? LGBTQ plus yes, community yeah. desires. Um, so I do think Canada is very um, free. I think so. I think that despite the protests and all of that, I think that anybody has the rights to do certain things um, as opposed to Peru, of course, because in Peru, even like in Peru, being gay is an issue. So they can't even get past the other, you know, the uh, next parts, the, yeah. the next parts, which might be complicated for them to understand. They're like, OK, that's it. We can only deal with homosexuals. That's it. That's our cap. Mm-hmm. Right. But whereas here, I feel like it's more. Um, welcomed for people to express themselves in any way they can whether people accept it or not I think that depends on the people like it's hard to change people's minds right and it is very difficult and also their experiences because usually their their thoughts are based on their experiences and like I said this is a multicultural country people come from completely different places so they have already like a mindset completely um, set on, th- on certain things so it's hard to open up so I can also understand that but I would say Canada is free and I don't think it ignores um, people's sexuality. But again, this is coming from a heterosexual person. I wouldn't know how somebody who's part of the LGBT community would feel. Mm. Those are my three cents. Sorry, three cents is our thing now. Um, of course. Uh, yeah, I think I think I would agree with you, Laura. I think we're, we're, we're pretty free. We're the first c- country in North America to uh, legalize same-sex marriage, uh, 2005. Um, really? Yeah. Really? yeah. Wow. And it was even earlier in Ontario, it was 2003 in Ontario. No way. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. But I think socially, we have a long way to go. Because um, like, like I said, it was legalized in 2005. Most, if not 60% of married same-sex couples now got married in 2016 wait what does that mean can you repeat that what most if not i think about 60 percent of married um same-sex couples Mm -hmm. got married in 2016 so a lot more yeah no but like you're comparing like if you if you had if you were to count every married same-sex couple in canada oh same-sex couple same-sex couple in canada 60% 60% of them got married in 2016. Wow. No, no one's getting married now. And why not before? Cause exactly. Why not before? Mm. Were it, they like looked upon like in a way? Like it's legal, but the social change hasn't been there, okay, right? I get that. And I think that's something like we can pat ourselves on the back for the, lo- the, the, the legal change, but I think socially we're still slow going. Um, and we definitely like to think of ourselves better than like the states or something like that. Dude, the state, the bar is so low. Is there yeah. any reason to compare with them? I, I agree. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't, 
I don't fault the revolution. No, I mean, no, I think Canada is superior in in social ways. I do. Yeah, yeah. I just think I just don't think America is a good comparison comparator against mm. Canada. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. They just legalized LGBTQIA rights. Why? Why are we? And they claim to comparison? be the most progressive country. So I, I'm, I'm on that with it. Yeah. More of their population is gay than ours per capita. But they have more people per capita. That means out of the population size, the percentage of people who identify as gay in America is higher. Okay. But and the amount of people married is higher. Because there are more people. Per capita. Comparing it to opposite sex relationships. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I'm just blinded by the whole <laughs> mic and stuff. I don't know if I can... But maybe that's like as a big... Oh burst because they legalized marriage yeah yeah that's what yeah i meant in 2014 wait what are you trying to say here can you just i'm I'm trying to say that like we we obviously nowadays because we get the news and it's very like culture war kind of thing going on right now but it they they they're moving the same trajectory we were moving socially as far as acceptance of same-sex couples you know what i mean you know what i think i think that if if you're saying Canada is like not there mm-hmm. as opposed to United States, it could. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I don't mean like not there. I just mean like we're actually quite similar in our social trajectory. Mm. And yeah. keep okay, fine. If we are actually similar, keep mm. in mind that United States is not a multicultural country. People go there and mm. immigrate, but not they cannot do it legally the same they do it here here they promote immigration. That's how Canada was basically based on, especially Toronto. So given the fact that many people are coming from different cultures and it's most more likely that they don't think in an mm. open-minded way and we are still almost the same way as united states that says mm. a lot <laughs> i'm sorry but that says a lot so i kind of in terms of in terms of like the social um what were you saying um not justice but um the social aspect of understanding and um and accepting the lgbtqia community mm-hmm. I think we're doing good and I know it's not perfect that's my opinion I'm just gonna say that it's my opinion but comparing to the world and the infamous United States I think we're pretty progressive that's my opinion especially after hearing what you, what you just said my opinion is I don't think we're very progressive mm-hmm. actually because I feel like most of the news that comes out on our media is from big cities like Vancouver Toronto Montreal, which are obviously going to be all for LGBTQIA plus rights, but I think a lot of gay people could live in, I don't know, bumfuck nowhere in Canada, and Canada's such a big country yeah. um, that they probably experience hate crimes, they don't have the sort of progressive politics that are in place, it's more conservative, I know that PI has a big issue with abortion, mm. getting people to, to get their abortions. I know New Brunswick recently is like against trans rights. So I don't think it's progressive per se. I think that because most people are concentrated in these big cities, it's easy to think that Canada is really great with LGBTQIA plus can rights. I, can I ask a question? Of Maybe this is getting off topic, but what is it the rights that the LGBTQ? I don't, you know, I think it's because there's so many things. So I just want to know what is it that we are falling behind in terms of rights? Like the hate crimes, of course, I think, again, but that it's applicable to anybody, everybody, anybody who is 
um, subjected to hate crime is horrific and they should have rights to fight it right mm-hmm. so what is it specifically that the rights are talking about because a marriage is legal i um, think it's more so things like not being able to be fired from your job or be denied housing or be offered worse health care based mm-hmm. on your sexuality that happens less and less um but it does happen and i think beyond that it's the ability to feel safe in your community which is like a socially constructed thing you know Mm. like you can you can call the cops as many times as you want um you can chart you can you can claim the charter of rights and freedoms as many times as you want but to feel safe in your community um just existing is something that has to be like socially constructed I think this is a worldwide problem. I don't think there's any country that is totally okay with this. Oh, no, I Absolutely totally agree. Not. And yeah. to like, completely change that is like completely changing the whole generation of humans yeah. and reprogram them to to believe in equal rights, right? I don't know about that. I think we just need to be a bit more progressive. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, reprogramming, like... I feel like okay, older maybe that, generation. Maybe that's not the word to say, but yeah. I meant to say like in order to actually have worldwide equality in those terms, like to change everything, like we that's all true. have to change our mentalities. So I'm not saying like reprogram, but like we, it's hard. We're 19 billion. How, no, how many billion people? Eight billion people in the world. We're f- oh in the world. Yeah, eight like billion people. That's million. Billion. Billion. Oh, billion. <laughs> so I think that's very hard and a little bit unrealistic, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. How about Canadians, though? Do you think we can change the mind of Canadians? Well, the new generation definitely is on that, so... Not the boomers. Yeah, so I mean, I think... And they are, right now, the ones who are being actively, right, in terms of protests and stuff. So I think give it a few generations and it will be there for sure. I agree with Laura, yeah. for sure, yeah. I don't think there's need to, like, exacerbate situations. It's going to happen. Okay. Okay, so I wanna. How about you say you and I? Um, so if you have a question, right? If you have a question, right? Um, in terms of like transgender situations, remember we were talking about this of um of the podcast a couple of days ago, and you explained to me how in like Bangladesh, um, transgender people are very much accepted, and it's kind of common to see that. It's it's common to see that, right? Yes. Can you elaborate on that? Like, is it part of the culture? Do they, you know? So, I didn't grow up in Bangladesh, but I grew up with the idea of trans community. Mm -hmm. But we have a different word for it. They're called hijras. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a derogatory term. I'm pretty sure it's not. But if it is, please correct me. Um, and I just knew that there are individuals who identify as trans. For them, it's just they have a third gender. Um, like you don't oh. question it so, oh, okay. so they're either like we don't I don't label them as men or women they're hisras. Okay. so so if you talk about them you say hisras, mm-hmm. and that would definitely mean transgender person yeah I don't know if you can equate it to a transgendered person like they can either be intersex they can be mm. trans like it's a big word that encompasses oh. a lot how about gay people Gay people are just gay people. <laughs> They're not okay. part of it. So, oh, that's interesting. Because I'm just wondering what, what draws the line to include them in the Hizra um, group. I think it's if you identify or 
kind of do the surgeries to look like a woman. Yeah. Sorry, to not look like. That's yeah. the wrong term. To become a woman or mm. to become a man, whichever uh, gender yeah. you'd like to be or sex you'd like to be. Um, but also, yeah, Hizra can be someone who's intersex, so yeah. they're missing some of the, I don't know, the genitalia that women yeah. or men have. Wow. That's very interesting. I don't know why I would... I was not expecting that from a Muslim country. A Muslim country, when you hear from Muslim uh, communities, you hear more of uh, strict rules, especially in terms of like dating and marriage and all of that. So I was not expecting um, a Muslim community to be so open-minded to his rest, in this case, the transgender community or intersex people. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. I would never, never expect that. Yeah, guys, stop being Islamophobic. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you think, is, th- is this something specific to Bangladesh? Because I know that in other countries, like, for example, Iran, this is, no, this is not going to happen. I don't know if it's specific to Bangladesh. I don't think so. I think it's specific to South Asia, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know India for sure has them. I don't know what they call them, because obviously mm-hmm. we're a Muslim country and they're a Hindu country, so I don't know what the term is for there. Um, for sure, I know they're more they're accepted in Bangladesh. Like my mom has never spoken ill ever about a trans person mm-hmm. or an intersex person. My mom has pretty conservative views. Um, so I know they are widely accepted. And I remember apparently my mom always like, is like, you know, you shouldn't ever shame them for mm-hmm. anything. Don't like make any bad comments, negative comments about them. You know, that's who they are. And if you do curse them, you will be cursed. Mm. Like there's going to be some bad juju happening to you after. Wow. So okay. that really lives in our culture. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of proves that culture does die, does uh, in, indeed impact how you think about sexuality, how you treat other people who are not the same as you or don't feel the same way as you do. Yeah, because yeah. for me, trans rights aren't like revolutionary. I know yeah. they're revolutionary here, mm-hmm. but for me, I'm, I grew up with that. So for you, like trans rights are a thing has always been a thing they've always fought for those far like they don't even need to fight for those rights in your country i mean maybe i shouldn't take it that far yeah i don't know about (laughs) that i'm sure they're like also second class citizens like you know because they are different right um but yeah it just it just seems so normal to me like i've never really questioned it until Mm -hmm. hearing being like being here i mean i was born here but Mm -hmm. Obviously, culture plays a big part of my family because we speak Bengali, blah, 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 blah. Um, but being here and seeing like people's reactions to trans rights is really interesting. Um, yeah. Is it a pre-colonial concept? Yes. You say? So um, it's interesting that it survived colonialism because I feel like a lot of... Mm. Good point. A lot of what we would consider like modern day like homophobia was a colonial export yes i 100 percent agree with that um you see it a lot more in like say like indigenous communities who not necessarily would contextualize sexuality the way we do now but it wouldn't have been like some sort of bigger issue in which we had to like contain and punish people for for being not straight yeah well, something to think about. Um, I don't know how to segue nicely to this. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> Speaking of homophobia, why do you guys think homophobia? Uh, Speaking of homophobia, why do you guys think homophobia still exists? 
Why? Yeah. Hmm. That's a really good question. I thought the question was, do you think homophobia It was like, yes. <laughs> that was my only answer. <laughs> sorry, sorry, say that again. I thought the question was like, do you think homophobia still exists? I was like, I, I know this answer. Yes, it does. <laughs> she truly needed one point. <laughs> You're I correct. need a wean meal. I'm so competitive, guys. <clears throat> sorry. Okay, it's okay. I love you, so uh, it's okay. Okay, can, thank you. Nice to see you. Um, <laughs> why do you think homophobia still exists? Um, you know, I think... Uh, this is gonna sound cliche and I hate for saying this but people don't learn how to be kind I feel like as basic as it sounds if you if your parents don't teach you or anybody who raises you they don't teach you to be kind to other people and not to do what you would like to be done to you then situations or like homophobia can be very scary and detrimental for other people you know when I was I was raised in a Catholic country, go, went to a Catholic school. My parents always told me, you never treat people in an ill way. You never do that because you don't want to be treated that way. And they never taught me, like, you don't treat, you don't, for example, you don't specifically treat gay people like that. They said, like, doesn't matter what color they are, where they're from, who they like. You don't do that because that's what a nice human being should be doing and if you are nice then you are contributing to the world and you make the world better so i think homophobia i think kind of stems on um um, like raising your child the right way you know what i mean i feel like you i don't feel like you can just randomly become homophobic i i do agree with you there i do feel like it does you are taught homophobia you are taught that it's okay to hate people Mm-hmm. Like maybe specifically, you're not taught to hate gays, which some families actually might do. Yeah, unfortunately, like you'd be taught to hate people just who are different from you. And it is okay for you to express it and hurt people with their words, with your words and your body. Sometimes, if you get physical, and I think that comes from like parent, parent, like parents and raising you. Definitely, yeah. That's my opinion. Hundred percent agree. Lucia, do you do you agree? Do you want to have add anything to that, or do you think you have to? There's a different explanation. I I definitely agree. I'm also a firm believer if something does not affect you in any way, leave it alone. (laughs) Um, But also, I think like like in Western culture, especially, I can't speak for other cultures. um, The nuclear family is really looked highly upon. So mom, the dad, you know, that colonial mindset. So like any changes away from it, I think bothers a lot of people. Um, So I think just change in general causes homophobia to occur as well. And I feel like that makes sense for those kind of people because that's the base of the faith. So if you shackle it and you broke the bull, they're like, wait, what's happening? Why are you doing this to me? And they kind of um, channel that through anger towards people who are not like them and don't see life the way they do. Yeah, and then it's a lot of hatred for someone who literally has done nothing to you. Yeah. I also, sorry, I just want to say that in terms of like if it doesn't affect you at all i think that's subjective to some people um of course if you're just doing it because you feel like you need to speak on it and like of course you shouldn't be doing that but some people might get um affected by it um and they feel like they have a right to speak on it so i just don't want to be like saying like you know if if you're not gay then you have nothing to say about it because i don't think that's that's true I'm I'm an opposite believer. I'm like, if you're not gay, why do you care about gay rights? Uh, sorry, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes okay. out. We're, we're leaving this in. 
I'm homophobic. <laughs> I'm joking. I like if gay people having rights doesn't impact your day to day lives. You know what I mean? Like how? Like are you gonna get paid list? Are you gonna get less food on your table? Like how does this impact you in the grand scheme of things? But what if it does? Like for example, you know how we were having this conversation about like um the transgender names. Are you okay? Your jaw really hurts. <laughs> My right? jaw. And like I was saying how like it's hard for me to now get on board with identifying myself as a cis woman. Mm-hmm. Because before I was just a woman and a man. So I feel like if you tell me that, then it means that I have no right to complain about anything, even though it does kind of make me uncomfortable. Because now I have to identify myself as a cis woman. And now I feel like I cannot talk about it because if I do, then I'm homophobic. I don't think, I'm not saying it in that situation. Oh, okay. You like, mean like in your, like actually affect you in like, like your housing? I mean like you're going out protesting oh. anti-trans rights. Like oh, okay, if okay. this is something that like individually affects mm-hmm. you, yeah, mm-hmm. you can vent about it, you can complain mm-hmm. about it. Hopefully you come to terms with it. But if you just have all this hate and you're doing protests and like say someone came up to you and was like, I'm a trans person and you're just like, fuck you. Like, oh, no, that's yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's so extreme. Like, that's up, homophobic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. OK. Now, ahead. do you think there is incentive for people like that? Like, is there an incentive either societally, financially to perpetuate homophobia? I think there's an incentive now to perpetuate LGBTQIA plus rights. All the corporations are doing it. Um, but yeah, I don't think there is a reason for it to be perpetuated I, anymore. To be honest, I feel like either you're a hater or you are a hater and you think you're gay and you are like, you know, channeling that out. I think so. I think I see a lot of people doing that. So yeah. they, they don't understand. They feel I look, I get it. If they're raised in a very like you said, like in a nuclear family with very conservative views and all of a sudden they feel another way, they probably feel like it's the right way to hate it so they can be quote-unquote normal. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, I feel if we're talking about, I don't think it's really incentivized, but I think it's a way for maybe families to feel comfortable in the sort of routine and traditions they already have. Like, why would we stray away from that? Just because you're gay doesn't mean we're going to switch up our whole family, quote, like... Mm-hmm. Like our whole family like legacy i think that plays a lot into it okay because there i th- i do think now um in the political sphere it's like you can be an influencer based on just things like that you know what i mean oh yeah yeah you can be like my whole brand is i hate gay people and that's yeah. there's the incentive to that's do that true like financially also you're saying that they probably are not necessarily homophobics and they just do it to pr- to profit from it I'm sure there are some people. Or both. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it could be both. It could be both. Um, but if there was on that financial incentive, would they still be so outwardly vicious and like bigoted about it? No, that's, that's a good point. That's a good... Mm-hmm. On the f- yeah, sorry. Go, no, ahead. Go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, on the flip side, do you think some of these audiences for these influencers, do you think they're homophobic or do you mm-hmm. think they just need like sort of like this welcoming community where they're able to like talk about their opinions and not be like silenced or lashed at and they don't have that in Mm -hmm. their like say they had a very extremist view and someone hearing that automatically lashes out to them and they're not open to hearing them and like talking them through how this might not be the best idea and maybe going towards more of a positive ideology or belief what do you guys think about that no, I, I can kind of get what you mean. Like, the, it, if it provides you a sense of community, you'll join anything, right? 
Yeah. Terrorism. Yeah, I was <laughs> we're against radicalizing. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, it's interesting that because I remember talking about this in a previous episode about how you're like in your echo chamber because you like to, to be with people who are like minded. It's easier to have a conversation and feel um, safe and confident. So definitely, if an influencer is selling hate merch against like gay homosexuals, people who buy it obviously feel safe enough to to um to um, express their hate because they know that the person they're buying it from thinks like that. And that kind of validates the influencer's ideas of like, it's okay, it's safe to say what you want, I'm here for you. Yeah. You know, and think, yeah. And again, I think that's how terrorism happens as well. Mm, a lot of things. A lot of things, I think. <laughs> Especially with younger people, I feel like it's more the community than anything. Yes. Um, not that they don't, at the end, if you're immersed in that, you're going to pick up those views. But I think initially, a lot of it could just be the sense of community. And you know what? I feel like now, because of the internet, mm -hmm. the younger generation is easier to get that community. Because back in the day, remember, there was no internet. How would you do that? You would just go to a friend's house and kind of like test the waters and be like, who thinks like me, who doesn't? And then go to the park and do have like a little book group, whatever. That was the only way, right? Whereas now, they can go in internet and see like a Facebook group, like, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, we hate the LGBTQ the LGBTQIA plus community click on follow and that's it they have new friends yes yeah. yeah I think there has to be probably a middle ground where we're kind of accepting and we don't like totally like disqualify these people because then we can bring them on the good side I, I feel like yeah I feel like it's okay not to have the same views I think it is okay if you are raised or born a certain way, it's just a matter of finding a middle ground to politely express yourself. You don't hurt the other person and you don't feel attacked. Now, that's extremely complicated, obviously. That's like an yeah. impossible thing to do. But if we aim to do that, then I think it will be, we will have a, we will live in a better society. But that's obviously difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. That's like asking for equality. That's a lot. And not many, I think, I don't think many people have the capacity to have a different view and still be a open to listen to. And you don't have to agree. After you listen to it, you can be like, I disagree. <laughs> of course. I don't think that's a bad thing. But listening to, you know, whatever others' experiences, I think it's valuable because who we are to discredit that. Mm -hmm. Though I think the three of us probably i mean i, I guess maybe i shouldn't talk the th for the three of us i can talk for myself have had to confront homophobia are like no yeah no yeah like homophobic homophobic thoughts homophobic uh, language that we've used in the past oh you mean ourselves yeah oh shit yeah definitely mm -hmm. i grew up in the late 90s and this is when <laughs> lgbtq IA plus rights were just coming to the forefront I would say in my when I was a baby okay I'm not like 90 here um, so I remember kids would use the f word regularly as a swear term like that was equivalent um just say the question again let's just start from the beginning okay do you um I think we've all personally had a, a change of heart we've had to um confront our own homophobia whether internalized um and or around us like we're I, we grew up in a pretty homophobic society do you feel if you like you've been guilty of that like in your past experiences 
I don't know if I've been guilty. I don't know if I'm an outright homophobe. I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. No. I, um, I grew up in the 2000s as a young child. Downtown Toronto. Yeah, downtown Toronto. Please, next, I'll give you my address. Representing. Um, 5,000 follows and we release if she has address. No. Yes. Absolutely not. I live where Drake lives. <laughs> Conservatives, you can go. <laughs> yeah, Get to her house. <laughs> um, and I remember the F word being used regularly. It was like synonymous to fuck. And then we would say things like, that's so gay. Like as a negative thing. And now I'm older. That's not cool. You don't say those things. Mm -hmm. The F word means really bad stuff. Like, you should never say that. I feel like, for me, it's equivalent to saying the C word. If someone were to say that to me, I'd be like, dude, do you want to die? Woman, do you want to die? Person, do you want to die? I hate to say it, but I love the word cunt. It's so fun. I use it all the time, too. (laughs) I feel like at this point, we have... I'm not saying it's good, but I feel like at this point, we have normalized it. And people talk about like use those terms in like regular sentences i've mm-hmm. never used the c word in my entirety of my life i always sound like what a cunt love it okay but if a guy said that to you oh fuck you yeah exactly <laughs> no, Slit like, throat. Wait, like who though who though like if it's like a friend and we're just joking around and we're close friends i'm okay with that but like a stranger absolutely not i would my closest guy friend could not yeah. call me a cunt he Ooh. can't call me a okay. bitch okay. he can't call me a whore like none of that no <laughs> No, and you're right. Uh, you're right. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a thing. But I feel like at this point in my mind, it was normalized, and it's not okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And you also use in the word "gay" for everything. It kind of was like a saying, like, "Oh, yeah. that that's gay." Yeah. yeah. And you know, I didn't. And we we would just like laugh. It was just like saying, like, "Oh no, that's definitely gay." You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you think about it, it's not the nicest thing to say. For sure. Yeah. Don't say that. No. How yeah. about you, Michelle? Oh, for sure. I mean, I never use the F slur. Um, no, same. Actually, I just because it's, I, I don't know. Even as, a, even as a young person, it felt very, <laughs> very, um, like, too much. And I think that might have been because people had probably used, like, the N-word against me. And I realized that, like, there is that parallel there. They've used it against you? Yeah. The N-word? Yeah. Like, wow. aggressively? Yeah. I think most, I think if you ask most black people the first time they hear it is not in a rap song or something wait can you actually i'm so sorry if i'm getting too personal into this but i'm actually would like to know how did this come about who called you that um i in was it grade seven grade <gasps> seven yeah grade seven i thought you were gonna say when i was leaving university <laughs> yeah like, that. like as an adult no no great great yeah grade seven because i had just moved to that school hard r yes yeah, Oh, I mean, not that a no R <laughs> is better, but oh my god! What is that a name? What what is hard R? Hard R. What is that? Just like think in your head a bit. The N word. Colonial term. Martin Luther King. You said hard R. Hard R. No idea. Er. Huh? <laughs> I'm not gonna do I'm this. Too sl- I'm too. I'm too slow right now. I'm not gonna write this up. <laughs> write it on the board. I don't know. Okay, I'll write it. I'll write she it. Write it. We have a little board, guys, that helps us guide the episode. Okay. So I'm just write the so board. So like in a song. You don't want to say it. In the song, oh, the usually R? people will say it like that. N. Yeah. Yeah. And then hard R is like this. Oh. 
I, have you heard of this one? <laughs> Sorry, it's because I've heard I've, I know that, but I've heard this. What one. are you about to write, Laura? Oh, I know which one she's writing. <laughs> Do you? Because people use Spanish this a one. Lot. Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! Please don't kill me. I'm so happy we're not saying this out loud. <laughs> like how they? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it means well, little. What? No, I'm sorry. I haven't experienced that microaggression yet. Let us know. You know. If you experience this, call 1-800. I was thinking how you say block in Spanish is... But but it's different because yeah, it's different, that's a I've color. Heard. We yeah. cannot change that, yeah, yeah, that word, that. you know what I mean? And like even the term Negro is kind of... It's not like I, I wouldn't want someone to call me that, but it's definitely not the worst. But that's how we say it. Like That's how the color is. So when we say like... Oh, no, but it said, isn't it said differently? It's like with an A at the end? It's negro. Yeah, so like, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like that's kind of the equivalent in English. But it's because in English they used to use that word back yeah. in the day for you know that despicable word just to talk oh, to I did, you. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm educating Michelle on this. Oh my god, so proud. Okay, let me see. Yeah. Win. She got a win. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> Into like 40 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I was in grade seven. <laughs> you actually deleted it. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't want to keep looking yeah. at it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, and the guy who sat beside me sort of hated me. What? Oh, a guy you said? Yeah, a guy. From your grade? Yep. Why? Why did you hate you? He was going through a lot and I was new. I can guess he was white. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Also, pretty, pretty boy, pretty chem boy was going through a lot. He decided to call you an N-word? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, what do you mean? Like, you were just passing by and he said, hey, that word? No, there, it was like, um, I, it was, I remember that it, we were doing, it was like, um, Black History Month and we were reading a book about like a person who had escaped slavery mm-hmm. and then gone back to help other people escape slavery. I forget the book. Mm-hmm. And he would say these like horrible things about like, oh, they shouldn't have freed the slaves and stuff like that. And then if oh, I said some shit, God. he called me the N word. Where does he live? I'll kill him for you. <laughs> Wait, he this? would just say the word? Yeah. Like, as if it was, like, I don't know, like, cool? Not cool. Like, he definitely made it very a pointed thing. In front of teachers? No, like, outside. Yeah. And races. What do you do, Nichelle? I don't know. I cried. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Do, do you ever feel like, like, of course, you know what he meant, but do you, what do you feel? Like, what do you actually, like, what was your first reaction to that internally? uh helpless that makes me feel so sad yeah it's yeah let's go okay <laughs> which is to say that that's why i never used things that were considered a slur because i f- i know what that felt like on the other hand, side oh my gosh didn't really feel like gay was a slur at the time so i would say shit like that's okay i still do now but now it's funny i was gonna say me too <laughs> i still do it now <laughs> but like no i'm bi <laughs> I don't say it, period. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. That's just, I'm being honest, you know. That's just uh, people normalize those words, unfortunately. But oh my god, that is so sad. Yeah. If that dude is listening to this and you called Nichelle the N word, you're so fucked up for doing that, and we come and get you with Ipsia. I will literally demolish your. And face. she's not actually joking. She will we'll do it. Cut you. I hope you're dying. Anyway. Yeah. So. When did you guys 
confront that mentality and like really break it down and realize it probably wasn't for the best i still do continuously (laughs) i still continuously keep myself on check and be like yeah that's not the right word to say Mm -hmm. you know um sometimes i'm guilty of using the wrong terms but i'm learning it's not easy (laughs) okay (laughs) give me a break but um i've never used the word f and i will never use it because that sounds very offensive to me yeah it's a very bad word don't use that word and the n word and i don't use it <laughs> Good <to know. laughs> the, the little one I, that one the one that i just show you guys is something that i recently didn't learn recently heard and i found like interesting so that's why i wanted to know if you guys ever heard of it you guys never heard of it no, I'm. I wonder if somebody made it up. Just absolutely never. I've never heard of. There's that. always there's a bajillion um, variations of common slurs. You know, people like to be funny with their alliterations. It's not funny, guys. Stop doing that for the N word, okay? I don't know why I have to tell you this, but don't do it. Um, I one of my friends in grade school, like middle school, is what we call it in Canada. So like seven, eight, seven and eight. Uh, came out as bi, um, and because she was bi, why are you laughing? Sorry, I love how you're assuming we're international and people from all over the world are listening hey, to us. People, I love it. Dream big. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it, guys. People in America use weird words. Sophomore, what does that mean? <laughs> well, that's a thing here in in university. No. You're a sophomore. No, my man. I never used that. In high school. No, I did no, I'd say first, second, third, and fourth year. No, she's saying high school. Oh, in high school? Yeah. Yeah, high yeah school. you used to suffer more, a junior. Yeah. Oh, we didn't say that. Yeah, we did. And, and from university, first year, too. Brush week. Okay, yes. we can, right. cu- sorry, sorry, we can yeah. cut this sorry. bullshit up. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> sorry, so I confronted my homophobia. I wouldn't say I was very homophobic to begin with, but well, definitely had... Very homophobic. <laughs> Please think of it as it's not you as a person like it's not like a a mutable part of who you are it's an action that right. you're performing yeah like yeah. i was definitely not accepting of it like i again if it, it didn't like ever come to my mind mm. to be like oh yeah i need to be more c- appropriate in how i use these terms obviously i never use the f word um after that i got like told do not use that word <laughs> but my friend came out as gay by in grade seven and she was really, I thought that was really young, actually, now that I look back. And in my head, I was like, I just want her to feel accepted, you know? Like, she's by who gives a fuck. Like, she can like whoever she wants. I just need to be with her on this journey as she's discovering her sexuality. I love that. And that's how I became a non-homophobic. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> and that's when Eve's a transition to a non-homophobic. Yeah, I also found my sexuality too. I'm kidding, that's not when I found my sexuality. You were like, I hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. You're bi, I'm ace. <laughs> um, how about you, Nichelle? Um, I think... <laughs> I think I confronted my like internalized homophobia um, when I was in like I can actually pinpoint it like in grade eight, and I remember I I used to call my friend like a lesbian like as a joke. What? Yeah, I used to be like, oh, you're such a lesbian. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> how the turntables turn. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, she ended up being like my first crush 
Oh, okay. I think it's going back to what I said about those people who are homophobic, but inside, they have some feelings. Just saying. Yeah, and I think when coming to terms with that, I was like, okay, I cannot keep using this as a derogatory term. As and it, it wasn't like in my head. I wasn't like. It was. I mean, like I'm a kid, so it wasn't like I. I thought like, oh, you need to be removed from society. It would just be like calling someone like a, a geek. Or something like that. You're like, oh, you're uh, different from the norm, mm-hmm. mm. and I'm going to pick on you for that. But right. I, but um, when you're also different from the norm, it's kind of hard to <laughs> call someone else as such. Wow, mm. you were enlightened at the same time. Mm. Right before high school, where everyone gets horrible. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, when do you know that you were bi? Um, I'd say when i like actually was like i'm bi like i said that to myself i was 15. oh that's like late yeah compared to other people yeah well i wasn't ever like i i was a very tomboyish kid Mm -hmm. um and all my friends were dudes and i never like had those moments i don't know Again, because I a lot of my friends were dudes, I never had those moments of like gossiping about guys, like girly moments. Yeah, like those girly <laughs> yeah. moments that because you don't have that with your guy friends. You're like they like punch you and you like punch them, and they're like you can't do that. I'm like, well, you can't do that, and it's stupid anyway. <laughs> but like, so I the the that need to that need to um, work on building like romantic relationships. I felt it was very delayed for me mm-hmm. personally. And my parents have never been one of those people that are like, oh, when are you going to start dating? When are you going to start dating? They're oh. very go with the flow. That's so nice. So if there was no pressure from school and there was no pressure from my parents, it was no big deal for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I'm happy. That was so, it was, what you say was like a relatively easy journey for you to come to terms with who you are? No. Mm. My best friend at that time was very, very religious. Oh, but like, like, okay. and I and like, like, homophobic. Gosh, <laughs> um, in what a way. do you guys have in common? Oh, we're we're we're, we're fun. Okay, <laughs> are you are you still friends with this person? No, I don't think so. Wait, of what? course. What? Why did I even ask? No, but like, I thought you were coming to tell me. I think you were gonna say that. How did it affect you negatively? Because she stopped being friends with you? No. Oh. Um, just because. You know, when something big like that happens, you want to tell your closest friend, right? Right. So I, I really had to like, I agonized over that. Oh, how did you take it? Um, relatively well, surprisingly. Um, so I was ex- not that religious. Then. Mm, well, I was expecting the sort of like, love the sinner, hate the sin kind of thing. Okay. Where she was like, well, I, you know, I can't support this, but I'm your friend. Oh, I hate when people. Oh, I'm sorry. I just hate when That's people. That's what she said. That. No, no. I was I was expecting her to do oh, that. Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> but she was very, very understanding about it. Surprisingly. Okay. Yeah. She That's did good. later come out as pan, so so maybe it's just. <laughs> oh God. Uh, of course. <laughs> of course. It's always the. She's still religious. No. Okay. No. That makes sense. Actually. Yeah. It's always the super religious people. Mm. Or a bit cray cray. A little bit. Um, do you think there's like still a religious reason to be against like same sex relationships? 
I don't think there's any reason this should be against same-sex relationships. Same. I don't want... Like, if no, actually, you just touched like a really sensitive point for me. Mm-hmm. If anything, the religious point of view is the most stupid one. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, like really. Um, I just, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I need some water. We'll go. We'll go into an episode in terms of like what we believe in religions, and yeah. you'll get to see a little bit more of my point of view there. But can we get a little taste, a little elaboration? <sighs> it just boils my blood when. I just can't believe I understand if you believe on something and you live your life through that but how do you how do you apply those old views and statements into the 21st century to me it's a little difficult to comprehend things change everyone evolves and you have to be open to it you don't have to agree with it you can if you want you don't have to support it that's fine but you can't just close your mind and say, this is because the Bible says so. Like, oh my God, the Bible was written like, I don't know how many thousand years ago, 2,000 years ago? Apparently. Yeah, when uh, Christ died. Oh my God, I went to Catholic school. Oh my gosh, I have so many, so much trauma to spill. But um, yeah, I mean, let's be real. Like, I don't want to make, I don't want to make people feel bad. But back in the day, there were so many factors that could have affected those views, okay? So For the, sure. the fact that we leave, like that's, like our bible and we live through those rules is just very retrograde for me and like super old school but i was um, back to my point i don't think there's any point of view that justifies homophobia and if it's religion that's even worse for me like it's baseless in my opinion agree agree is there anything you want to like add or can i I think I think Laura summed it up. You know, <laughs> I would uh, completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, that anger, she she loves it. I love it. That's that's exactly what I'm feeling. I'm again not Catholic, so can't relate. Yeah, well, I would love your opinion as someone who's raised Muslim. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, <laughs> my parents weirdly very progressive, so I didn't grow up in a strict Muslim household. Um, but. I think the most I can say about it is that, you know, if you're going to place homophobia, like, to, sorry, if you're going to place gay people, whatever, other people, on the same level as, like, having child brides, rapists, oh my God. that is insane to me. Like, please, like, you know, reassess what religion is telling you and maybe make some of your own decisions for once instead of getting this age-old book to tell you what's right and wrong. Wait, child brides? Um, systems are based on religion. Yeah, some t- some. Oh my god! Okay, guys, we need to get into this in like a different episode. Okay, child bride. That's a that's a hard topic. That's though. a hard topic, yeah, especially very... here in Canada, which is very prevalent. Really? What? Yes, they uh in the Meta Knight communities. Oh, or like no, I shouldn't even say Meta Knight. Like the like later day saint community they will traffic um, kids across the border to get married is this a religion thing yeah are they yeah. based like from catholicism and christianity yeah, they believe in jesus and all that shit guys i'm gonna take a break <laughs> i can't i just cannot fucking believe this okay and wait wait okay sorry we're gonna i'm sorry we'll, we'll cut this out i'm just curious like they they think god god said this is good yeah well that it's their like divine right as men usually to traffic children yeah. yeah, and have them as brides, man. That's yeah. everywhere. Oh my gosh. But it's not just Catholicism. It's like all the religions. Fuck that. 
And also think about like religion was written, was said by men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, hello. White men. For me, old Arab men. Okay, I don't care if you're white or green. What are you doing? It's fucked up. Anyways, going back. Stop it. We're cutting stuff. Yeah, for sure. Okay, <laughs> so if you like, I thought it would be interesting um, to ask this question um, because I think a lot of times in the gay community, we just want that sort of like, I just want the same things you can have. I just want to be able to get married. I just want to be able to have kids i just want to be able to work a job and not be threatened and stuff like that mm-hmm. mm. and i'd love to know mm-hmm. okay i <laughs> you love to know if we think like that sorry what do you mean like we have 30 minutes left or no it's like we've been talking for like an hour and a half now oh shit for <laughs> an hour so i think we should end it in 30 minutes Oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Is this a question? Yeah, the it's last a question. Part? Yeah, it's the last bit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, we don't have to do the gender and sex stuff. That's fine. Um, no, we can do it. Let's go on it. Yeah, yeah we fine. can just cut it out if it's too long, Michelle. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, like, I, so I'm going to start it again. Okay, okay. Um, so I thought it would be an interesting question to ask because... <gasps> I'm sorry, I forgot about the intro. We can do it, like, you know, episode three, take one. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Huh? If Sia did the intro. No, but like, you know how we say like, um, three cents on everything podcast, yeah. episode one, take one. Oh, you can do it at okay, the end. That's fine, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm wasting time. Let's, okay, <laughs> go ahead. I won't interrupt, I promise. Okay, so I thought it'd be an interesting question to ask. Um, because on like sort of the LGBT side, it's like simple things you're asked for. You know, I want to be able to get married, to have kids to feel safe in my community, things that heterosexual people um, get because of, like, the heteropatriarchy. So I'd love to know on your side of the bit, and I guess maybe Ifsia too, I would love to also know your opinion on this. Is there anything about, like, same-sex relationships that you, or, like, the, the culture around it or the lifestyle around it that you kind of wish were normalized in heterosexual relationships or opposite sex relationships that's a good question i'm gonna say no no i guess that proves that we have more rights (laughs) okay Uh, (laughs) no but i would like i think the l because i am someone who's asexual Mm. i i don't like that everything's so hypersexualized for me especially it's a bit daunting (laughs) and it's like if you're not if you're not in sexual relationships you're you're like you're something else you're different you're a prude you're a virgin all the negative terms you could think about being a virgin is not negative being prude is not negative it's used as a negative term it shouldn't be well prude in itself shouldn't it it shouldn't exist as a term right because there's no positive spin on that i feel like doesn't that mean like you're like pure no, no. Is it? I, no. I, I always thought it was like it's supposed to be kind of like like you acting better because you you okay yeah okay. Yeah, yeah something along those lines. We kind of off. Anyways. Yeah, I would say no. No, no, no. Well, not really. I mean, I don't know much about same sex partners, so I wouldn't know. Like, what is it that you guys think can do or are allowed to express that maybe heterosexual partners wouldn't? I think because you're both. Oh, usually the same gender or you're outside of like the gender spectrum 
the gender norms are lifted off of you. So the ex- expectations of what one person has to bring relationship to another is a lot um, more equalized, a lot more. Really? Yeah. So I have a question. If you had a girlfriend, so you would I have a girlfriend. Okay, okay, okay. And she'll, okay, okay. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. I asked her permission to say I had a girlfriend beforehand. Okay. Cute. <laughs> um. For example, because you are not, you do not identify yourself as a man. You're no. a woman. I'm attracted woman. to another woman who identifies as a woman. Yeah, got that right. Okay, so, um, so you guys are together. Let's say you don't feel the pressure of like being the, like le- an example of being like the person who has to pay for everything because you are the man. You're a gentleman. Things like that. Is exactly. That okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's the only thing I could think of, really, off the top of my head. I feel like that's such an archaic idea, though. Like, a man provides and the woman stays home. Like, I personally would not get into a relationship with someone like that. So that's beyond something that Agreed. I would think about. I agree. But yeah. at the same time, uh, if I go on a date with somebody, I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. Mm, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I want them to pay for me every day. Absolutely not. Yeah. I have no problem with paying bills at all. It's just like the first date. I don't know. It's like I, like I don't it. think that's a. I think that's just like cute. You yeah, know? I don't think it's pay bad. for me. Do you feel like there's a pressure though? Maybe to meet yeah. That expectation? I agree. Yeah, yeah. There is yeah. probably is, and I feel bad because I'm like, damn, like it sucks, but I kind of like it. <laughs> it's the one downset to be a man. It's okay. They're gonna live. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Wow. Um, but yeah, I do feel like. Anyways, go back to your point. So, no, so that would be a good example. Yeah, that would okay. be an example. Um, so how something. do you feel in your relationship? Like you don't feel like you have to bring something that she doesn't? It's like very equal? Is that what you're saying? I yeah. For example, can I say one thing? Yes. In terms of like relationship with like a heterosexual relationship, something that I've that I've seen a lot is the whole ego situation. Right? Usually like male mm-hmm. ego is different than female ego and those clash sometimes and it's difficult to get past that. So if you are dating somebody who's the same sex as you, probably do not experience that as much. I don't know. No, not in my not in my experience. No, we're very um, equitable about most things. And you know, if I feel like there's no uh, there's no equivalent to be um, emasculated for feminine women, right? I don't think so. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't like if I ever feel like small, I can easily talk about it. Mm. and we can reorient our relationship to yeah so without feeling yeah um like a repercussion was yeah. is coming okay. exactly yeah i feel that i don't have to coddle any sort of feelings that's nice well there you go there's a example i'm kind of me complaining about it anyways <laughs> okay <laughs> okay um okay i'm gonna now I'll flip that question um, is there some things that the LGBTQ community goes through that you s- feel so lucky not to have to go through? Yes. Such as? Having children. Why? <laughs> yeah, because I feel like LGBT community has a harder time having children and being looked upon like a traditional oh, okay. family. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? You guys are something else. You just completely attack me without listening. <laughs> I thought you meant that's straight. <laughs> wait, you take wait. Like what do you think? <laughs> you thought you thought you meant that like 
Oh, God, they're so lucky they can't have children. <laughs> oh, well, that's an interesting point of view, too. I'm just yeah, like, I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. <laughs> that's, well, okay. I meant to say, like, for example... <laughs> gosh, oh, gosh. I meant to say that, you know, same-sex partners obviously need to find other ways to have children through adoption, surrogacy, or whatever the means they choose, whereas as heterosexuals just do the deed and pregnancy usually most likely happens right and uh not only that but the fact that um and that's i just want to say that probably gets expensive in same-sex partners as well so it's a financial struggle yeah surrogacy is extremely expensive it is and you need to plan it it's not Mm -hmm. something that can happen and it's not easy it's stressful too like i cannot imagine having somebody with your child somewhere in the world and you're like what the fuck is happening yeah and not only that but once you have your child um how society sees it like you need to be aware that there's a risk that society is not going to accept that and people are going to make comments to your child about it whereas for heterosexuals no problems yeah that was my point of view gals no it's i that's very interesting (laughs) and i'm really glad you shared at the same time i wish some people didn't have children though because they are not parents who are fitted but that doesn't mean that they're gay or anything i'm just saying I, I 100% yeah. <laughs> I think, agree. I think parents should know. Some people should not be allowed to have children. Yeah. Anyways, it's, yeah. Microphone to you. Microphone what? Speak. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, I'm so tired. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Your faces when I said that. You were like, what? Well, since you were part of the community, are there things in the, the, the heterosexual, heteromantic community that you're like thank god i don't have to go through that um i'm not hetero but yeah i'm saying you're i was was thinking out loud michelle (laughs) i love how you're reinforcing your your identity i'm not yeah i'm like i'm not no joking uh i i was just going to say that um i think maybe like if you go traveling to some places Mm -hmm. as a hetero couple it's easier to like you know hold hands yeah obviously mm-hmm. coddle each other i don't know if you can do that in a lot of countries and you're gonna be either killed maybe or mm-hmm. imprisoned or just looked looked weirdly at i gotta say though i was in dubai a couple of weeks ago and i'm in a heterosexual relationship with a man and i did not have the easiest time oh. it was actually very fucking difficult but not because we are heterosexual but because they have kind of a strict views in like marriage and dating like that so um i cannot even imagine what would be if a gay couple were there yeah you definitely have to get a beard is that what the term is um do you mean a physical beard or someone who <laughs> looks like a straight <laughs> like do you pass as a straight passing couple yeah yeah oh okay Wow, you're really up on the terms, huh? I am. I read Look a lot her. of she's, she's using it fan fiction. sentences now. <laughs> That's what what Pat's for. We're cutting this. Do we want to keep going? Yeah. Okay. So lastly, I want to touch on because um, we talked a lot about sexuality. We talked a lot about homophobia. Um, you know, recognizing our own homophobic actions. But the last part, Michelle, your homophobic actions, calling people lesbians, shame. The last part of this uh, section is I wanted to talk briefly about gender and sex because that is that is the end of the acronym of the basic one, LGBT. Um, so 
in your guys' opinion can i say a disclaimer sure i might not be the best at this at this section of the episode because i was not taught these things before okay well this is this is a safe space to learn and express okay. as long as we respect each other thank we're good you. to go thank you miss michelle all right so in your guys's opinion what is the difference between gender and sex is there a difference yes I've learned this through my master's program. <laughs> education come through. You should definitely get your education. Shout um, out to Simon Fraser. Shout <laughs> out to you. Oh my God, we're spilling all our personal details. It's fine. Yeah, um, we're going to cut that out. Okay, good. Uh, gender, sorry, sexuality, f- sex is biological sex. So what you're designated at birth. Gender is something that society constructs. So being a woman doesn't necessarily mean you have to be feminine. That's something that society has constructed, and that's what we attribute a woman being. And similarly, for men, we attribute them as being masculine because that's what society has given us and presented us as we get older, since Barbie to now. I don't know if that made sense. You haven't watched Barbie yet? No, I haven't watched you Barbie. You have to. Okay, well, I'm dragging you. And you're, you might really want to delete that episode once you watch it, trust me. <laughs> and Michelle. Uh, yeah, sorry. We're cutting that off, too interesting point great answer um i I see your tuition money went to something yeah um laura i'd love to hear your opinion on this sure you guys want to laugh a little absolutely so so when you say the word sex for me it means (laughs) sexual intercourse (laughs) where gender means male or female (laughs) that's simple to be honest okay do you want to elaborate or is that that's basically it for me it was never like i was never taught nor was i ever did i ever see it anywhere that gender meant is that gender is something you can choose mm-hmm. you know it was more of like if you are born with a female body which i, I guess would be the sex then you are automatically a female and you should conduct yourself i don't want to say you should but that's what they teach you they sh- you should you should conduct yourself as a woman and that means that there is certain stereotypical actions and the way you should behave and dress and the same with um, males. Yeah, I think you hit it on the mark. Yes. Um. No, I didn't hit it in terms of like what it is, just in terms of like basically interpreting your interpretation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why it makes sense to you because you said it. <laughs> That's a lie. Okay. So commonly accepted by both the like American Association of Doctors and the American Association of Psychology. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Commonly, oh my God, uh, accepted by the American Association of Doctors and the American Association of Psychology, sex refers to physical characteristics that differentiate you as male, female, or intersex bodies, and they are classifications assigned based on external anatomy, um, which I th- I'd like to uh, highlight because if you're intersex, they really decide your sex based on your external anatomy they couldn't see your chromosomes at that time um and gender refers to a person's identity uh how they feel inside it's a collection of outward expressions social and cultural behaviors yes so what look what it looks like to be a certain gender in one country will look different in another country in another city in another society um um when you said about the intersex people and how Mm -hmm. they basically assign their gender based on their 
external genitalia. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it make? Wouldn't it make more? Wouldn't make it? <laughs> wouldn't it make more sense to do it based on the internal organs? Well, when you're just born. But intersex is when you have both, right? No, it could Not also be your missing parts. Yeah. So it is a. It is you a don't have a reproduction system. Is that what I mean? You you could honestly not have a reproductive. System it could happen okay. based on like how the chromosomes shake out yeah. as far as you know your development yeah. in the womb. And it could also be they have both. You could yeah that is and a then maybe some parents decide to take one and raise you as however they want to raise you, but that necessarily mean that that was you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Got it. Wow. Okay. So hmm, interesting. So if you are born intersex, and let's say you have both internal organs, mm-hmm. and your external genitalia is like a penis, mm-hmm. and then the parents are like, you know, actually we want to raise her a child, a, a, um, a female. So they take out all the internal organs from the male parts, and construct a penis into a vagina. Would say, or they, or well, he would, or they cannot do that. You would always have. No, usually it's it's more blended uh, so you'd have like a vulva but you'd have undescended testes or something like that yeah oh, okay or yeah. you could have a vagina not ovaries yeah okay so it's most most of the time it's like an on-the-spot decision because we think this is close enough for you to identify with this sex we'll remove everything else or it's a little later on when you're old enough to have more invasive surgeries yeah got it um yeah so how do you guys how closely connected do you feel to your gender guys i think i'm very connected (laughs) to my gender i mean i'm very i don't want to say i'm very feminine because it's not true i'm not on heels every day but i think there's something from my um, personality that brings out a little bit of feminine energy i don't know if you guys can agree on that so i think i'm I've, i've never had any um confusion um in terms of like who i am and what i like mm-hmm. um and i guess that's what <laughs> makes me heterosexual but uh i i would definitely say i'm very connected to my gender um i definitely don't think i'm like super connected but i wouldn't say i'm disconnected either i'm not masculine presenting or anything mm-hmm. but i definitely have days where i feel feminine but not overtly feminine like i've never dressed yeah i just don't exhibit myself as overly feminine but there's also days where i feel more masculine too like i don't want to wear a dress or skirts i want to wear trousers and yeah. a collared shirt but i still have feminine qualities that i still use or work with when i'm still uh, like i feel like i flip-flop is the term you know what I feel sometimes is because, like you said, sometimes I don't feel like wearing dresses and skirts all the time. So I love cargo pants. And sometimes I feel I'm gonna be honest with you guys about this. I feel like if I wanna gar- uh, if I wanna wear a cargo pant, I feel like I need to balance it out with something girly out on top. So it yeah. makes it look like okay, I'm still feminine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you yeah. feel the same way, but I do feel that way. I yeah I I see that I I definitely don't feel that mm. way, but. Also, I just want to put like a bit of a tidbit is that we know gender exists beyond fashion sense, but I think that's just something that we use to express it. Yeah, express it. Um, how about you, Nichelle? Um, I do feel very connected to my gender. I do feel very connected to being a woman. I think as someone 
who I think a lot of people would consider like John gender non-conforming um, because I'm a lot more mask presenting um, and I don't meet that stereotypical definition of what a, a woman should look like mm-hmm. I still very much feel like a woman and I and I think the way I present myself makes me feel closer to my womanhood if that makes sense I agree yeah. Yeah. I, I see that I see that in all of us to be honest yeah um, Nisha, I have a question. Yeah, yeah, when you were a child, um, you've always felt this way. You've always been like a tomboy, you said, right? For the most part, yeah. Do you remember the last time you were, were not forced, but like were told to wear a dress or like dress feminine? Has, have you, has everybody, anybody told you that before? Yes. Mm. The last time was like actually was my parents' 25th anniversary. <laughs> when was that? Uh few years ago you wore a dress i did wear a dress do you have pictures what? do you have I pictures i don't have any pictures Please. on me oh no God. i really want to see this <laughs> i if i want to see this if we if we have a thousand likes <laughs> we'll, we'll find it and we'll try to recreate Instagram it account, guys or recreate it yes we have really good skills on comeback yes stay tuned for that I, picture i don't know if there's any pictures that exist but if we do, yeah. We'll get you drunk enough. Can I ask a question, follow-up questions? Yes. What color was the dress? It was black. Ooh, no, it was white with black polka dots. Oh. And then a black trim on the bottom. What the you fuck? You wore a polka dot dress? <laughs> yeah. Was it a long, uh, long, meaty, meaty? It was just below my knees. Oh my God, Nichelle, are you a good Catholic girl? Was it, did it have a cleavage? No, it was completely. No, it had cleavage. I have very mm. nice cleavage. I'm showing that off. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> you do. Yeah, she has bazookas. And how about the back? Was it like open back? It was like a Zipper? V in the front and then a V in the back. So it comes up on the shoulders. May I ask, where do you get it from? I don't remember. It was somewhere in the States. I bought it when I was uh, visiting my grandparents. Do you buy it? Or somebody bought it for you? Like, no, I, I, I bought it. I was there. I had to try it on. What kind of shoes do you get? Just regular black, maybe like three two-inch heels or something like that. You wore, you wore heels? <laughs> I need to see this picture, Nisha. I'm sorry. I cannot let you off until I see it. Yeah, or I'm going to ask Natalie. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure she will come through. Natalie's Michelle's sister. Wow. Okay. Sorry. That's very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Great. Do you feel, do you feel a a strictness to the gender binary? Do you ever feel constricted by what you have to do to be considered by the wider world a woman? No. Yes. Please elaborate. I think sometimes if you're different, if you dress differently or present yourself differently, people tend to like question you a bit more and they have more questions for you. And in your mind, you're like, well, this is normal for me. Why do you care? And I don't know, it can be a bit constricting to have to answer those questions and make them feel comfortable about asking these really dumb fucking questions. Can you give me a few examples of what those questions would be like? Yeah, like, um, like for me, a friend, if a friend is more feminine, let's say, presenting, I feel like I've had situations where she's, or people have thought like we're a couple, because I'm more masculine presenting sometimes. I know that. 
you're not i don't feel like you are but i'm not maybe comparing to you compared to her yeah i'm i'm definitely like whoa she might be gay (laughs) um yeah so like things like that and you have to like answer or like get stared at a bit because girls in general a bit more touchy i feel like just relationship wise so like yeah you guys are not actually you guys are not touchy i sometimes hold your hands i'm super touchy you are you're super way too touchy sorry guys if i've made you feel uncomfortable never i love it i think michelle is like yep many times no it's okay it's okay (laughs) (laughs) Okay. yeah yeah does that make sense yeah yeah that's that's what i would say is when gender becomes a bit constricting and you you don't feel like it's constricting or no i don't feel that way or maybe i don't really i will have to think about like i don't ever I can't come up with an example where I feel constricted. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Like, you mean uh, with my gender? Yeah. Like, the way you have to present yourself to still be considered, like, womanly by other people. Do you feel like it's sometimes a bit constricting? To feel womanly? Not. Yeah. But to feel, to present myself as a good woman? Yes. Well, please elaborate. I want to hear your thoughts on that. I feel like in this generation, to be considered a serious woman, you have to not hang out with a lot of men. You have to not drink too much. You have to speak soft and polite. You have to not be so aggressive. You have to be accommodating and kind. And the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. And you can't be angry. Yeah. And it's not like you can't be, but if you are more of a composed, classy perception, people like it. Mm. And especially in the heterosexual community. And I'm not saying that's bad. And I think people are just more classy naturally. But sometimes I just want to lose my shit and just call bloody murder and like literally like throw glasses and be a Mm. bitch like you know and then i feel like i have to be guilty into thinking that that was not proper behavior after and maybe i should have done that and maybe i became too aggressive but that's how i felt and you shouldn't be they shouldn't i'm saying that that episode shouldn't be how people perceive me for the rest of my life like we are allowed to have ups and downs so i don't know in terms of gender but in terms of i'd say that is do you think so? A direct result of the gender binary. Okay. Direct result of what we think stereotypically women have to be yeah. to be considered worth worth like worth anything. Yeah. yeah. So and I have so oh, sorry, I'm sorry. So I, I don't feel like well, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what I feel again right now, but mm-hmm. I do think that it's not like I don't want it to sound like I'm this person I feel like I'm being controlled and I have to be like a classic good person I'm not saying that because I feel like I naturally have some qualities that makes it easier for me to be that way mm-hmm. but there are other times like you know guys know I'm very I'm a very anxious person there are times where I lose my shit and I just don't feel like being the nice person it's like I don't give a fuck I just want to leave this place right now you know yeah and I think it's hard for people to understand that especially if they don't understand anxiety in the first place which is a whole completely different topic yeah, yeah. anyways go ahead Ipsia. oh I was just gonna say like even being womanly is kind of equated to being more attractive yeah for people especially men mm-hmm. so I think that's really hard like if you're not womanly no one's gonna find you attractive no mm-hmm. one's gonna think anything of you you don't mm-hmm. you don't have anything to give to society as a woman then mm-hmm. so i think that's also hard 
mm, yeah yeah i think we can basically talk about this forever yeah well. we can probably <laughs> wait for the episode where we get into being a woman yeah Ugh. um yeah so i think we've achieved kind of what i wanted to to lay out and i hope you guys learned something both here in the studio in our audience um I just want to leave a few statistics here in Canada land uh, about our Turtle uh, Island. Turtle Island land back um, about our LGBT community. So about one million people identify as LGBTQ2 plus in Canada, which is about four percent of the population. Well, it's very low. Yeah, uh, one third of all same-sex couples were married in 2016, um, even though it's been legal since 2005. Um, LGBTQ plus Canadians uh, also have fewer resources to fall off back onto. Um, two-fifths of LGBTQ2 plus Canadians, which is about 41%, have a total income less than $20,000 a year. What? $20,000? Mm-hmm. In tr- oh, Canada, in general. In Canada, okay. yeah. Holy crap. Which is to compare that to the average straight earner of $54,000 a year. <gasps> but, okay. Oh, good. Um, about one-eighth of same-sex couples have children living with them um so that's about 12 percent uh to compare that to the united states that's where it's 1.4 percent and the uk where it's 0.9 percent wow yeah so little, little interesting facts um of you know what it kind of is like to be a queer person here in canada um how are we ending this? <laughs> Thank you so much, Nichelle. That was yeah. definitely a very um, well-researched and articulated uh, topic. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will see you in the next episode. It's going to be a fun one. So please tune in for our next conversation. And we would like to hear all your experiences about your sexuality and orientations and your experiences so feel free to send a dm us on instagram at three cents on underscore everything and you can also you know if you want to support the, the the podcast you can also like and subscribe in spotify apple and other any other platforms that that we're on so thank you so much and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye bye bye, bye.